0: On today's episode, we asked each other the big questions and we came up with some very interesting answers. We hope you're sitting comfortably because it's about to get uncomfortable.
1: This is 115 miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. We hope you're sitting comfortably because this is about to get uncomfortable.
0: Rolling. Uh, nice, nice outfit, Josh. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> you planned that, didn't you? Uh. Thank you, mate. You
1: said, what did you say earlier? I'm a mess, a mish, mismatch of colour. Yeah, you're a mishmash of
0: mess. But the top is purple and so's the trainers. Is that purple? What fucking colour is it then? It's purple. It's the yeah. lilac. Yeah. Clashing colours. Oh no! You're wearing a blue. And then the tattoos. Tats. What about the tats, mate? Do you regret any of the tats you got? No.
1: Um No. Not regret. I mean I don't fucking like all the ones that I got when I was younger. But I don't No, It's not like oh I it's wish part I didn't your get journey. It. Yeah. Yeah. The we've talked about it before, but the St George ones on my right arm make me a bit uncomfortable in certain situations. Cause they just make you look
0: fucking racist, but it's a good it's a good opener, isn't it? Like To be able to talk about it and...
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody's ever... It's a good opener in this scenario, but nobody's ever been like, what's going on on your arms, mate? Do you know what I mean? No one's ever picked it out in that way. We just think it. But on holiday sometimes, it attracts fucking morons that think that you want to be their friend.
0: Oh, you're joking. I've had that a couple
1: of times, yeah. I've had... So when we was uh, in Jamaica, actually... yeah either when we got married there or last time he was there there was a bloke who had edl tattoos all over him no yeah way, and he, he come how do you deal me, with that trying to fuck off and beat him up did you no just sort of was very cold and shutting down but i'm like that with people on holiday anyway yeah yeah yes yeah. they want to be doesn't matter a, if it's a racist anyone a, just yeah. don't be i don't want to be your friend on holiday please yeah oh do you make friends on holiday no nah. i fucking hate that nah. man Oh, my God. And so many people love it. I know, man. Like, when last time, funnily enough, last time he was in Jamaica, you could see all of the English people, they were all every day meeting up, spending time together. Like, oh, fucking no
0: way, mate. Do you know, do you know what? I think people will listen to this and just think we're the most miserable gits in the world. Well, good, yeah. Because we are. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we are. Uh, yeah, but no, what did I do? I just shut him down. In that instance, I shut him down.
1: And just, like, was clear I don't really want to... Do you think
0: he, there's ever a role to, like, go more than shut him down? I mean, I know you were family, so you're not going to, like, start any beef there, but... Um, do you feel strongly enough about this topic to get into it? You should say to him, listen, mate, you should listen to 150 Miles. Yeah, look, if we sat down and then the conversation come up,
1: if we were sat at the bar and he happened to sit next to me and then he started to say, if he'd have said to me fucking EDL innit both of us I'd have been like no mate nah like there might have been once upon a time when I over identified with stuff because I was fucking lost and
0: lonely but not now so I would have done that yeah I saw some a a video from it was either a pride in the US or it was either London pride but it was like this guy in a wheelchair that said reformed bigot giving out hugs and like people were like embracing the fact that he's Saying oh, look, I was a bigger and I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I, I, de- I need to do the work. So maybe yeah. that's what you need to do: just give out some hugs as a reformed bigger. No, nah, and I know I you fucking... weren't really a bigger. What you weren't a bit like we've shied away from this before, but I don't think you were like hardcore racist, were you?
1: Uh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just knocking about with fucking idiots. Yeah. And was an idiot.
0: Yeah. We've all done that, right?
1: Yeah. Our own versions of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, I'm just... doing that right now with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah idiots um, in multi colors but so you spent like um the first five minutes just admiring yourself in your camera and like the camera the video camera yeah. and just telling yourself how gorgeous you are yeah what's going on like i'm a fucking really good looking l- lad and i it's <coughs> hard
1: to just no actually do you know what that is um that is a facade it's a joke that i put on actually it's irony you know, like it's it, it's a bit like you said uh, that a
0: bit Brentish.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I said it like that because he's the he's the, I think he's the king at that comedy. <laughs> he's so king. Yeah, at so that, like yeah. he does uh, like irony really well. Where he he's saying what he's saying, and you think, and it's just it's irony. Yeah, it? it's, yeah. yeah. So that's what whenever dry I, irony, dry <laughs> Yeah, he does it very dry. Whenever I do that, it's irony. Yeah, because I because I don't know how obvious I make it, but I'm I'm like really insecure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you play at being insecure, I think. No, I play at being really confident, don't I? You do actually. Yeah. So I because I'm insecure. Lots of demons inside your head. Um I think most people are insecure actually. I would love to meet somebody who is not at all insecure. I just I yeah. wonder if there's any possibility that anyone in the world is not insecure at some level.
1: Nah. If you look at the Bible as well, it's based around the whole, you know, like Adam and Eve, and then the forbidden fruit, and being there, and then all of a sudden they were, you know, conscious. As soon as you're conscious, become very conscious. As soon as you become conscious of yourself, you become conscious of yourself,
0: don't you? Interesting. To to a degree. So even the most overtly confident people, like it's it's not. Like, like you can't be like that twenty
1: four seven. Sure. No, they're probably the most lacking in self worth, aren't they? Yeah. Like I've always said, I look at, I do, I look in the mirror a lot. Yeah. Um, probably more than the average person, I would say. But it's not from a place of look at me. If I get caught looking in the mirror, that's what I'll do. Yeah, to cover it up. But I look in the mirror a lot from a place of less than.
0: What are you looking at in the mirror? Are you looking at the physical manifestation in front of the mirror? Or are you trying to look behind that?
1: Uh, no, sometimes I do some work where I'm looking to try and look beyond that. No, but it's basically how will I be perceived looking like this?
0: Do you ever like do any mantras like I'm a tiger right, Um, at the mirror? No, <laughs> no,
1: I don't. No, some no. people do that shit. But I they. do some mirror work. I don't know if you've ever done mirror work. So I don't do it as much now as I used to, but at once upon a time, it was part of my morning routine every morning to look myself in the eye for at least a minute.
0: Is it uncomfortable
1: fucking very yeah is it yeah 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 because you can't because you're hiding some truth yeah there's stuff you're working on right now when when I say you I mean all of us everyone there's always stuff that you're going that you've got going on and when you look yourself in the eye you'll
0: see it I'm in the storm of that yeah you, you've you, we've talked about it like i I uh, was talking to um Chris yesterday and i I think that i have spent my entire existence certainly as a that i can remember as a as an adult um just operating at that surface level but being quite successful therefore i'm thinking okay well i'm successful at stuff so to you know for for people that might want to observe me as somebody who grew up in kind of uh, a single parent home and made good and then has now built businesses on the surface i'm doing very well and so I've sort of allowed myself to operate there. And it's only in the last, I don't know, t- you know, 10 months that I've really started to recognize that you know I've got to go deeper. And so I would say I'm in the storm of it. So I would imagine if I did that mirror exercise, I'd probably find it quite difficult.
1: It would be a really good exercise for you to start doing now. And just, you've got to spend time, when you look in the mirror and you look yourself in the eye, just notice what comes up. Don't like literally, don't try and judge it. In that moment, it's not for you to start going, why is that coming up or anything like that? Just notice, look in the mirror, notice. I don't want to look, I want to look away. Why do I want to, okay, well, what's this thing's coming up. This is constant, and it'll scream at you. And we're always trying to run away from ourselves. And I think that, look, once upon a time, I think we called it the midlife crisis. You don't hear that term as much
0: anymore, do you? So weird. That's exactly what I talked about with Chris yesterday. He was like, I think you're going through what is commonly known as the midlife crisis. And I was like, oh, maybe, but I don't see it as crisis. I, I see it as awakening. So maybe, you know, maybe like you're like crisis almost feels like you're falling apart, right? That's the language around falling apart, but I don't feel like I'm falling apart. I feel like I'm sort of growing.
1: But that's probably because of the people that you surround yourself with, some of the work that, you've already, that you do on yourself, you're in to a degree, the personal development space, right? If you were somebody that for argument's sake was, I don't know, working in a factory like I used to, yeah? And you hit 35 and this happened, you'd probably feel like you're falling apart. Yeah. If you think about some of the things that you've talked about, bit of emotion coming up randomly when it yeah. maybe never has and like stuff affecting you in a way that it normally wouldn't affect you, feeling a little bit like everything that you've believed about yourself is wrong. Like, you know, if you if you were completely alone, and 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 not in the spaces in the communities that you exist in, I think we probably lose a lot of men like that.
0: I, t- I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, so I was speaking very much from my own personal experience. And also, I think when you can attach yourself to p- other possibilities that you're creating, right? So there's lots of other things going on in my life and loads that I've got a, a ton of gratitude for then it doesn't feel like a crisis. It's almost like, a, it's almost an indulgence really to be able to explore this. And and because I've got the people around me like you and like Chris and like, you know, other people, um, John and, you know, and um, friends that um, you feel like you can explore it. Whereas I imagine if you've never had that sort of exploration and you don't have a circle around you, it's a very difficult and lonely place. And also Definitely. if you don't see where enlightenment might come from, it feels like there's a, there's a tunnel that you can't see the end of.
1: Definitely. And if I look at, like, the the, the groups that the, of people that I used to exist in, there was no one I would have been turning to. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. I used to just... My life was going down the pub, and the only way I connected with other men was lads, lads, lads. There was no way I was bringing it up. Might bring it up drunken on drugs, and then the next day feel shame that I would fucking let it out the hat. Yeah, But, like, imagine... Um, Imagine you you had kind of no awareness at all, right? You you didn't have any people around you that were talking about personal development. And then imagine that that happened to you at this stage of your life where you had a young family. It would be very easy to start thinking, well, my my wife doesn't even know me. I barely know myself, so I'm in the wrong marriage. And then like, you know, my kids don't even know me. I feel like I want to just shed everything I am and completely start again. That would feel like a mountain to climb, particularly if you already felt pretty low anyway mm. if you were stuck in a job that you hated and money was hard to come by like i really do think that we lose a we lose a lot of men that way especially yeah. being trapped in the the system that they've yeah. they find themselves in do you know what yeah. i mean we've got if you think about it and i'm speaking as i go here but we've got like quite a a breathable existence in that we can sort of like move and adapt to who we are quite to quite a big degree, yeah? Because our life allows it, our work allows it, the people around us allow it, we're we're sort of navigating our life in that way. A lot of people live very strict, sort of tight lives where there isn't that ability to be able to breathe. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, Like if we wanted to go, like even if there might be some consequences to say, right, we're gonna clear our diary for the next week, We can do it it's like and we can go and hibernate do our thing go off somewhere not talk to another human being do whatever needs to happen and then a lot of people just don't have that privilege we Uh, often we we often acknowledge our privilege and it's you know we will also say we've worked hard for it but it is a position of privilege when you compare ourselves to other people who don't have that. yeah
1: but and the community aspect of it's quite big as well you know because you can say to me i don't know i feel like i'm coming to enlightenment i feel you know, it's not. I'm not sort of breaking down. It feels more enlightening. If you turned up tomorrow and said, "I'm fucking," I don't know, comp- you, in completely different clothes, and said, "I'm going on a fucking spiritual retreat." I might wear like purple next clothes, week. If you started wearing pats. purple trainers
0: and a cap backwards yeah. and stuff like. I grew your hair. Hey, listen, on that. I, I, well, I can't do that, <laughs> and, I, and I already wear a cap backwards. You're not claiming that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. But you get it. Like, you
1: exist in a community of people that would. Lean into that and yeah. and and yeah. give you some breathing space yeah. on that. I, I I think it's very easy in our sort of echo chamber of life to forget that most people don't live like that. Most yeah. people live in existence where, fuck me, man. When I live when I worked in the factory, if I turned up at the factory with anything even slightly different, if I had different sandwiches in my fucking lunchbox, yeah. the whole factory's gonna know about it, and I am getting battered and hammered for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people live that kind of. I
0: mean, region. I think also that geography plays a part, right? So, if you're yeah. in a cosmopolitan place like where I live or in London or major cities, you sort of can find avenues. Whereas if you're in a very kind of small geographic kind of ecosystem, that's even worse, right? It feels yeah. even smaller. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's big. I think, you know, uh, this is why we. It's why we do this, right? Uh, Is because it lets people know that it's actually possible and it's achievable and you can talk and actually, as men in particular, we're so uh, bad at doing this and we find it difficult. We don't create the space for other people.
1: Yeah. It's so important.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. Um, Cool. Well, that's kind of an emotional check-in, but I I do want to go into emotional check-in, but actually I wanted to... First, just check in. How are you doing? Um, but keeping that quiet, you know, with a bit of brevity because I have got a couple of questions I want to dig into. So, just yeah, how how are you doing? On the yeah, just project?
1: very quickly. I guess the the one thing that I would say is that I did a big breath work on Sunday, right? And um, because of like my work, right. So I I am going to be quick in the way that I say this, but. I deliver like sessions quite a lot and I have a standard way. So if I'm delivering a resilient session, I have a standard way that I deliver. There's, I, I'm quite in the moment when I do it, but there's lots of lines that I throw out that are repetitive because I use them in all of my sessions. And one of the ones that I do when I'm talking about breath work, as I say, I do a big breath work session. I like to try and do it twice a week. Yeah, And like, it's so easy to fall in the trap of saying it and I fucking end doing it. Like I'm not doing them twice a week and I'm not doing breath work as much as I can. And it was the longest period I've ever gone without doing a breath, not ever, since I started doing breath work in the way that I do. It was like two weeks I went without doing it. For yourself? For me, I didn't do any I didn't do a full breath work for emotional release routine. Right. Um, And I did it Sunday night and man, I just don't, it was like, I don't realize how badly I need it until I do it. And it just released this so much, mate. And it was like, I had a nice weekend, we went to London on Saturday. And then uh, we did some stuff on Sunday, I can't even remember what we did. But like, I was with the family the whole time. On surface level, it was great. But I was tense, man. Hmm. I was uptight. I wasn't in, you know, we went to London, I had a good day rationally, but I know I spent most of the day uptight fucking annoyed with the kids and annoyed with people around me and you know moments of really enjoying it but being not being able you to felt it in and, your body like felt it in my body yeah and so I did a big breath work Sunday and honestly
0: it fucking changes everything for me and do you think you were feeling like that because you hadn't done it or was it other reasons
1: I think look I think I live my life I get overwhelmed I go into my body I don't say and uh <clears throat> uh, like uh, be what I'm supposed to be. I'm often for lots of different things that we've already talked about. You know, hiding bits that I want to hold in, not being able to communicate my needs, and worried about that. And then so I end up holding a lot of stuff in. I don't say it. Most of that's going on subconsciously. It's not even at a conscious level. Mm. And so breath work is the thing that works for me amazingly at the moment, better than anything. And it brings me so back into my body. And then. I'm, I feel so much better this week, you know.
0: I'm looking forward to joining the Brighton uh, breathwork. Uh, yes, mate. Uh, event. Sold out. Yeah. Sold sell out. Um, what about you? Quickly before you do. Yeah, anything? I mean, I've sort of touched upon you know being in the storm and that, but that I I don't see that as a a heavy thing. Um, I feel light because I know that it's it's a it's a voyage of self-discovery that I'm really enjoying and even. You know, some of the impacts of it has meant that I've slowed down on some of the progress that I made at the beginning of the year. But in the past, I would have just been really beating myself up about it and like almost shaming myself for like, oh, you've dropped off or you're not doing this or you said you would do this or this was just to the top of your pyramid. And actually, I've just been really serenely being kind of generous and kind to myself and going, yeah, it's cool and actually taking each wins and knowing it's part of a journey. Again, it's like, I feel like I'm saying that now and it's like, it's easy for me because I'm a coach and like this sort of, this depth of thinking is kind of part of what I do, but I do it for other people. I've spent my life doing it for other people. Mm. I've never done it for myself. So I've always, I find it, if you said to me, has I got a problem, I'll be straight in and be able to deal with it. When I'm trying to figure out my own problems, I find it really difficult. So I'm just really grateful for this journey. I gave the tunnel analogy. I'm right in the middle of the tunnel, but what I don't feel like is there's darkness and I won't see light. I know there's light and I'm just keep going forward. And so I feel like emotionally, I feel like pretty buoyant at the moment.
1: Good man, good. So
0: um, cool. So like the question I wanted to pose to you is, um, do you have any regrets? From your life
1: yeah the answer is yeah yeah i do I, I i do have regrets and i often hear people say no regrets you know you shouldn't have any regrets and i i disagree man like i like i do regret i regret many of the ways particularly when i hurt other people like if i look at the world that i brought my children into and the impact that that's had on them my eldest is nearly 17 um my two sons are 11 and 12. My other daughter's 15, 15, 16, like the impact on them and the world that I brought them into, um, it's huge. And I think for me to say that I have no regrets would be selfish hmm. for a start because of the impact that it had on them. Um, and I think regrets keep me honest. You know, I think it's part, I think it's a very normal and real feeling to have like, and so I regret that I regret I have understanding of why it happened and lots of compassion for myself, and I regret that that I was the way that I was when I brought them into the world, yeah, yeah.
0: and if you could do anything over again, yeah, well, would there be something you would do over again?
1: Yeah, I would have bought my four so I've got six kids, but the four children that I brought into the world before I had stopped drinking and done any work on myself, I would have brought them into the world ten years later, right yeah and like it's easy to go yeah but that you know they would have learnt loads and this is one of the things that i'm kind of against is stop dressing the truth up to make it more palatable. manageable and palatable for yeah. you yeah? yeah the truth is uh, i would have bought them in 10 years later and yeah. it's a hypothetical question yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah i used to be one of those people until quite recently that says don't have regrets no point in regrets mm. but you know me well enough to know that i'm Like somebody just wants to focus on solutions as quickly as possible yeah and whilst i still believe that actually more can come more good can come from focusing on what you do with that knowledge like you can influence the future in a way that you can't influence the past but to kind of go no regrets and just shut it off means you're not really doing the introspective work and knowing that deeply can really help you on your onward journey right mm. so i think for me if i'm really honest um i don't have regrets about so i could say like you know i spent you know the majority of my life feeling like a failure because i don't think the school system really understood what i needed and i didn't understand how to operate in the school system because i was a kid right mm. so ultimately as we've talked about i haven't I didn't academically deliver what I think I'm capable of doing intellectually right mm. so in a way I was like oh, I reckon I really would have enjoyed history or economics and and you know some of the sciences and maths because I love sort of you know so I think I think that I've got a bit of some rose tinted glasses maybe but I don't regret it because I'm where I am as a you know as a product of my yeah. experiences the thing I would say I regret are how I've maybe let some relationships lapse you know so people that were close to me Uh, through circumstance or whatever that we've just kind of drifted and you know when you get to a point where you like you can sort of always go back but something feels irrevocably shifted yeah so that connection that you had is is it's just superficial now you know and so some regrets around some of those but I even don't just mean friends that have disappeared I even mean like I might have done things differently if I could go back so I think one of the this is a bit of a conundrum for me because um, we grew as a result of the work that I put in during lockdown, right? And I worked really hard, but I regret working so hard Yeah, because I think it was a a once-in-a-lifetime moment to be really connected Mm. with the family. And whilst I was there, I was home, and we were like in the space together, I was working so much that I wasn't there. And that would be a regret. If I could go back and do that bit again, I wouldn't be working as hard as I did.
1: yeah. And I th- I guess like when you talk about regret it, it it's not to get stuck there and just sit in and fester in oh god it was so bad and I wish I could do it differently you take the regret you feel it you acknowledge it you acknowledge the power in it and then you, that's what you know it can it, you can use it to sort of motivate yourself yeah. right? to 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 make change in today's life
0: there's a an old chinese proverb which is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the next best time is today yeah so we can go, oh, shit, I've left so much. I've left it too late. I've left so long. Nah, man, fucking start today. Yeah. And you've got all this time ahead of you. Yeah. So, like, it's really easy just to do that wallowing, but just get out of that and just go, all right. well, whatever I've got left, let me use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and take the power and do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So, have you ever seen that t- guy with the tattoo who had no regrets? I have seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spout wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, Right, next section is called Love Hate. Love Hate, let's do it. So this is um, surprising things that you and I love and hate. So people would be surprised to know that you love this or you hate that, right? Yeah. Got any of your thought on it? Because you haven't done your homework.
1: No, let's... I haven't done my homework massively on this. The first thing that comes into my mind with um, what people are often surprised that... Um... West Westlife. Uh, yeah, Westlife is definitely big. Westlife fan. I'm a big you? Westlife fan. Yeah, I absolutely love Westlife. Favorite That's, song? It's hard, man. Like there's it, so many hit yeah, after hit isn't it.
0: It's the hit yeah, roller coaster.
1: I, do you know what? I, uh, d- yeah, I wouldn't be able to remember song titles, neither. To be uh, honest with you, and I'm not about to ham the chorus. Singing, yeah, um, but Westlife. no no na
0: na na
1: na na. World of Our Own. That song. is Yeah. Should we play this game?
0: I'm I'm starting to realize I really love Westlife as well. (laughs) No, sorry. Go on. Sorry. Um, So here's a couple. Right. I
1: love, uh, I love Westlife. I think people would be surprised to hear that. I love like real near the knuckle, almost horrible comedy that makes me feel like I shouldn't be laughing at it. But I am. I think people would probably be relatively surprised
0: at that. I think you've talked about that on here before, but... Yeah, I've th- th- I regularly talk about
1: the things that I hate. Yeah. So like this yeah. is like a lot of this is what I was thinking. Yeah, A lot of them have come up cuz the other one is like socializing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the fucking thought of it, man. The f- honestly, the thought of like going to a do and
0: being there and saying hella, oh, mate, I've talked about it loads, but that, I really hate Yeah, I'm not letting you of off. Like, I want, you better start thinking about another one because we know about that. Like, you've talked about that for three years. Yeah, so. Shall I, shall I tell you yes, about the give things me yours. I, I, yeah. I, I I, love? Rom-coms. What, I'm, like, uh, I'm a, on, su- give I'm me a suck- favourite one? Uh, there's loads, man, but like, I, but, but particularly if I'm going to niche down, I quite like, sort of, teen coming-of-age school rom-coms. Really? Yeah. But that I don't want to sound like a dirty pervert. Like I've always enjoyed (laughs) those, right? So it's not like I suddenly started liking teen rom-coms. But yeah, just there's sort of... It's that sort of hero's journey thing that goes on. It's always like the nerdy kid who always wins in the end. Something like 10 Things I Hate About You. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. 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 That's based on The Taming of the Shrew, though. You know, that's Shakespearean. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or... Actually, one I really love is called Dazed and Confused. You ever seen that film? No. So good, man.
1: I've just thought of something that I hate. (laughs) Hass. Talking about rom-coms. Films. Yeah. I don't like films. And particularly- What, you don't like films? (laughs) And particularly, I particularly hate talking about films. (laughs) Uh, I'm not like, just bringing it up as a joke. Here's why. Let me just be quick. I can never remember a film. I could watch a film last night and say, Oh, I watched Ten Things I Hate About You And then you go, Oh, that bit when they go and I think I fucking don't know what you're talking about, man. I can never remember There anything must be a, a film, film
0: that you've seen over and over again that you love and you will always remember. Father
1: to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. Oh But you, I will have my vengeance. You reckoned that's greatest the greatest film of all next, time. Yeah. That's the only film I can watch a lot. And Green Mile. Green, Green Mile? Cry, really? Yeah, it's I found that a movie. bit slow and dull. Honest? Mm. Nah, Green Mile and Gladiator, that's Shawshank? it. Shawshank?
0: Shawshank Redemption?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I've seen it. Oh, mate. But I
0: think I have seen it. We're have but a I know mo- if I say I've seen it, then you're going to want to talk about it, <laughs> and I fucking don't remember gonna, it any I was going to say we're going to have a movie night, but we're not going to have a movie night, are we? Because <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be going home by about 5.30, so it's going to have to be a daytime the movie. The
1: thought of it, do you do that with adult
0: friends? No. A no, movie night? Does no. anybody do that? Yeah, people do it. Do Sociable, they? nice people do it. Watch Sit together with other adults and watch a film? Maybe.
1: What about going to the cinema? Do people do that? What, with themselves? With mates? I go to a cinema with mates. Do you? Yeah. What, you've been recently to watch a film in the last five years with another- Loads of times. With another
0: friend? Mate, this is going to be one of the things you put on Instagram as a poem and you're going to get battered on. Uh, what? Yes. Go into
1: the cinema with other
0: adults. Yes. No, that's fucking weird, man. Ah. Uh, what? I don't Do you go to the cinema with mate? My... Yeah, everyone does, man. I get, like with your, partner, with your partner. With your partner. Everyone. Oh like... fuck, no, man. Mate, there's there's going to be films that you want to watch with a mate that you don't want to watch with your partner. Like what? I don't what know. Could, what I can't think of one film I would want to go to the cinema with you and watch. Oh, thanks. Go on, fucking tell me one. Uh well, it's usually because Aaron doesn't want to watch these films. Yeah. So like Batman. All right. Yeah. What?
1: You would go with a mate? I did. Popcorn? Who? No, I did. Who? Neil. Weirdos.
0: <laughs> you're weird, mate. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, but you've really shown yourself up here now.
1: <laughs> there will be people that will agree. Do you know what me? I hate? What? So you come out with your mate and you're just like, oh, I fucking that- love that bit in the middle. When Batman, I am Batman. That bit was just great, wasn't it? Yeah. That's usually
0: the end. And then we go to the pub. Uh, what well, afterwards to talk about the film no we didn't i didn't say that what it might come up but we don't spend an, two hours talking about the film. oh great film mate was not it yeah you that, that wasn't it what yeah. do you think always yeah. the question would you fit oh, now you hold the door
1: open wait I've for them to finish my popcorn and then we went and, then then and i go. finished my popcorn and i was just honestly when he said i am batman i was just so glad i was there with you has
0: you're so jealous you i think? know you wish you were there <laughs> to be honest josh it's probably why you don't get many have you, invites.
1: Have you got any other weird places that you shouldn't go with your mates? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, swimming? Nah. Swimming? Nah. Would you go swimming with me? No. No. That's less weird than
0: the cinema, then? It's more weird than the cinema.
1: No, it's not, yeah. mate. No, I'd rather go swimming with you than the cinema. I wouldn't. At least we could go down some shoots and
0: stuff. <laughs> so... Uh, do you know what I really hate? Really hate. Go on. Slow walkers. I know I've said it before, but I'm bringing it back. Slow. Have you said this before? Man, yeah, man, I'm with fucking you. Fucking slow walkers, man. Just, yeah. just get
1: out of my way. Yeah, I hate that, mate. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. Also, as well, not just slow walkers, but people who fucking stop for no reason. If you're walking in a busy place and you're going to stop, just move to the left. Yeah. Get yourself out of the way and then
0: stop. Yeah. Do you know who who really, really, really annoys me? People that are texting and slow down traffic behind them like on escalators on
1: rides. oh yeah yeah
0: just just, mo- just move to the side yeah and let us carry on with We're our trying lives. to get
1: to the fucking cinema
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah me and my mate <laughs> yeah me and neil <laughs> it's not just neil i got john i went to see air with john went to see what air the story of how nike got michael jordan to endorse their trainers oh right. good film isn't it I don't oh come it. on yeah, man can you it. can come with me next time you're yeah. never invited. Oh, I fucking You're don't want to go, killjoy. mate. I don't want to go. Poor Leah. I don't want... Well, I go to the cinema with Leah. Yeah, she doesn't want to go with you. She wants to go with her mates. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to the cinema with my missus. Just not my mates. How about a double date? You can't even talk at the cinema. That's good. You need to shut up. Once in a while. Um, You know the other thing, mate? Oh, you've got more. Massages. Oh. Outside of... Uh, loved ones like partners yeah I I should have clarified that not general loved ones but just outside a partner I don't I'm not down with other people touching me
1: no I love a massage mate I love a massage yeah no I'm sorry mate
0: Uh, it's not it's not room 101 like you don't need to agree oh okay saying this is my thing what do you hate about it just just I'm not into it I can't really I just I don't like the feeling of it what of somebody else's hands on you just no massaging. I like other people's hands on me. It's Just in the right contexts. But uh, back in the day, but like the massage is just. Uh, I just not. I'm not into it.
1: No, yeah. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, I love a good massage, mate. Good for you. <laughs> I love going to
0: the cinema with mates. So. Would you go for
1: a massage with you, mate?
0: No, man. Would you go to a spa with me? No. Honest? What would you? Would you? I hate spas. Honest? So I get really bored. I hate baths. I hate like anywhere. What? Like a sauna? I've never done... I mean, I might try and go to a sauna to do some some of that old bus shit, you know, that you do, but not with you.
1: No. Oh, no, mate. I'd be... Too I, I'm
0: down with that, like, group of lads, let's go sit in the sauna together. But you won't go to the cinema, and watch a film. No. I'm glad we're clearing this shit up now, because I don't want that awkward moment where you ask me to a sauna. Happy I birthday, Josh. I've got you a couple of cinema tickets. <laughs> um, all right, so... That was fun, that, wasn't it? That was fun, Okay, mate. so yeah. what we're going to do now for the remaining time is play uh, Agony Uncle. Yeah. Right, so Agony Uncle is basically, we're going to assume the role uh, of, say, an Agony Uncle on an advice column as you would get in, like, a, you know, a newspaper. Yeah. So you might read yours in The Daily Mail, I read mine in The Guardian, you know. I'm not a
1: fucking Daily <laughs> Mail reader!
0: I don't read newspapers full stop. Do you that's still get a newspaper? Mm, I read The Guardian online, that's it. Do you pay for that? Yeah, I subscribe to it.
1: All right. Yeah. Fucking
0: hell, mate. What do you have a? Do you have like avocado on
1: toast while you're reading that in the morning? Do you? And then okay. I go to the cinema then you go oh, to the with the cinema my friend with Neil. Yeah.
0: Why are you picking on Neil, man? Because that's the, who you said you th- go with. Yeah, it was the one, but there, there's others. And John. And I and I go with my kids as well. Yeah, is well that, that's all right, isn't is it? it? Is it? Of course is it? it is. is you go right? to the cinema. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you for your validation. Fucking movie night with Neil. <laughs> right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you some hypothetical. <laughs> Poor Neil. I'm gonna give you, he's, he's a good guy, by he the way. He is a very good guy, yeah. I'm going to give you some hypothetical questions yeah. that you need to give me. An answer. Are we
1: doing it in turns, one each? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, That's
0: right. a good idea. So, someone is being told to be more authentic at work. Yeah. They know there will be a cost because their colleagues will probably most likely not be ready for what they experience or will not like it. What should they do? Look, I f-
1: firstly, I think it's a really good question. My, my answer might surprise you. Um, m- m- in short, my answer would be, don't be authentic at work. If, if you don't feel safe enough to be who you truly are at the workplace, right? In, a, in this instance, and in the way that you've asked the question, yeah, um, I would say that it's not your fault. It's the the fault of the culture and the workplace that you work in. So perhaps, actually, I could take the question and I could say, maybe there's some work to do on yourself to check. What are you scared of? Is that fear unfounded? Does it come from within you? Are you fearful of being judged by people that would never judge you, but you judge yourself so harshly you're, you're assuming that they are? If that's the case, then I'll come back to that in a second, actually. Um, but if it's the case that, the environment really wouldn 't allow you to be authentic, right There really would be some perhaps prejudice against it or you you, you would perhaps get comments that you wouldn 't like or be feel that you could deal with then in those instances, I would say don't be authentic um, and it's and it's the culture at work that yeah. needs to
0: change i 'm not entirely surprised by it actually because um like it's almost uh, a bit of a riddle in, ask the, in the way I asked the question because I said someone is being told to be more authentic. Ah, that's probably what led me to think that. Yeah, yeah. yeah th- so th- somebody else is saying, hey, be more authentic. So it's almost like, uh, like it's really about what you believe and, and what you feel. And if actually you want to go on the journey and you're willing to kind of explore what that might end up kind of um, manifesting in the workplace and you feel safe enough to do it, great. But actually if other people... So often people say, be more authentic, do this. And actually you're kind of caught in this conundrum, but you be whoever you want to be. Yeah. And you kind of do whatever you need to do in a way that makes you feel safe. So I I do agree with you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know what? Like I, I genuinely think that if anybody wants you to be and is trying to push you to be anything other than what you are right now, yeah, then that's something to do with them. Yeah. Because really, ultimately, the best way for me to love you, to support you, is for me to come in and be with you and let you be whatever you are and hold your hand until you find what you need to be. Even if I think you need to be a different version of yourself and that would help you, it's not my job to fucking judge and tell you that. It's my job to hold your hand and let you explore and discover what you want to be. The moment I start saying you should do this or you should do that, and I get it all the time on, online people coming on and saying, you should forgive, you should do this, you should try this, right? And a lot of it, in in, in many cases, might be really, really good advice. But for me, when they're pushing it on somebody, and they can't just go, you know what, I hear you, be who you are in that space. When they can't do that, it's something in them, it's something going on in them. Yeah.
0: And what I will say is, what if this person did actually truly want to be more authentic, but they were worried about the environment? So... You know, it, they don't have to sit with that as well, right? So you've got to, you've got to find the avenue to be able to express that and communicate that into the environment, right? Yeah. And if that environment continues to reinforce those narratives, then it may be that you need to take a kind of have a brave kind of uh, reflection on. Whether it's the right environment, whether whether they're ever going to change as an environment, if you can influence it, great. If you um, if you can kind of get them to shift their behaviours, amazing. But if that if if that never is going to happen, then it's a reflection, a reflective moment to go: Is this the best place for me?
1: And also to, to to build on that, yeah, to build on that, and and to go more to zoom out a little bit and say: If you do really want to start leaning into who you really are, at the core, the basic thing I think of what anybody needs. Um, And and look, we live in a society now that will say if you want to be yourself, you want to find out who you really are, therapy, go to -to one-to-one and all that stuff. And all that stuff is great. And I think people should try it. But your starting point should be where in my life is a safe space, right? Now, ultimately, in an ideal world, that should be your home. You should be able to go out into the world, do whatever you want to do, be whoever you are. And then when you go back to your home at night and you open the door and you close it behind you, you should be able to feel like I can be exactly whoever I am right now, whoever I want to be. Mm. Right. For a lot of people, dare I say most people, it's not their home. Right. And so you need to make sure that you have uh, groups and communities in your life where you feel like you can be exactly who you are. Yeah. And actually I think I think you need not just your home but you need more than more than that met perhaps. That's ultimately what community is, right? It's where you can go and and be who you truly are and so then you can go out into the world and practice being who you want to be knowing that when this gets a bit too much if it feels too overwhelming I have a safe place to go home to. And when I say safe place to go home to I don't necessarily always mean your house. Home, yeah, house. I mean, yeah. I mean your, your home, your community, yeah. 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 So I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Um, so my first question for you. Someone has a side hustle. They're reaching the point of it being too big to stay as a side hustle. Hustle? Hustle. Hustle. What should they do?
0: Uh, so my short answer is just fucking go for it, right? Um, but proceed with caution. And... Um, and when I say perceived caution, it's just it's it's like ask yourself the the big question in in saying yes to this. What am I saying no to? Mm. So being brave enough to explore what you're sort of leaving behind. Because what you're doing is you're cutting off your parachute, right? The side hustle is by nature it's there on the side while you do your main thing, and you're basically going to make that the main thing. So the things to think about are, you know, what's around the corner. If I had a crystal ball, what what am I? Uh, if I take my rose tinted glass off, what am I not seeing, you know, um, Murphy's law is something like if if it can go wrong, it will. So really use that and really kind of almost lean into your pessimism so that you're not surprised. Um, make sure you've got runway. So like if you're going to do this, make sure you've at least got three to six months worth of kind of cover so that you actually you've got enough room to be able to kind of grow. And then really create a community of advisors or people around you who can kind of keep you honest and who can be there for you because there it is inevitably going to be inevitably going to be a roller coaster. You're going to have really high moments, you're going to have really low moments, and the key thing is to make sure you don't go too far into the clouds on those high moments and no and not too far into the depths. Yeah. Um, but I just think that you know now more than ever, if you feel really confident in your ability to create your own destiny, you've got to go for it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred
1: percent. And that thing that you said about mentorship, I think for me, that's the most important part. And there's lots of willing people out there. That's the thing that I've found, yeah, from meeting you and then going on to meet other people as well, but particularly you at the beginning, is that if you're willing to put yourself out there you're a good person who really does want to work and really does want to try and make something work. I think there's lots of people out there that will see that in you and will offer mentorship totally quite, agree. quite freely. You know, yeah. that's been, that's been my experience. Now don't get me wrong. I had a lot of people that don't want to put it in and don't want to try and aren't willing. And they're just coming to see if you can help them, you know, get a f- fucking break. But the people that are, I think there's mentors out there and then mo- that's the most, you know, and I, I've said it a million times on here, but that was the most important thing to me at the beginning was to be able to email you and say, has, I've just had an email and someone's used a fucking word. And I don't know what it means. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know where to turn yeah. to them Kind of silly questions. You yeah. know, it's huge.
0: Yeah. There are loads of people out there who are, who want to help genuinely and don't expect anything back. And, yeah. uh, if, if you can find those people on your journey, then go for it, man. Yeah, man. Um, All right. We've got probably time for one more each, okay? Someone is stuck in negative thought patterns. For example, they're body shaming themselves and then emotionally binge eating. How do you make the first breakthroughs? And I'm talking about breakthroughs versus the first one because sometimes it's easy to do the first one. It's the one you need to show up for next and the one after that.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. That's an interesting caveat on the end. Look, the one thing that I, uh, has become clear to me, especially since quitting sugar, (laughs) Mm. um, is you have to, you have to stop the source first. So if it's binge eating that you have a problem with, uh, I think there's a lot online now that will tell you, you need to find the underlying cause, right? And you do, but that is the second point. That is the through point. You have to first go, I'm going to, I'm going to do abstinence. And perhaps in some ways that's the hardest bit, is the bit when you go, if it's binge eating, I'm not going to binge eat. And I'm going to spend the next two weeks, maybe even longer than that, every day just living in the day. Today I won't binge eat. And I think you have to do that for a period of time. Uh, And that's certainly been the case when I look at breakthroughs that I've had. It's always had to start at what's the problem now? How do I put a fucking fork in the road and stop that problem and give myself enough breathing space to then look at the next issue
0: it's quite high stakes though isn't it like if you go abstinence right so you go right i'm not going to do it and then inevitably if you're not quite ready to do it but you've made that commitment soft c commitment right and then let's say you do it and then you fall after two days it almost the elastic band effect is is often so much worse so how do you recover from that from that sort of look this
1: is the thing right and i think there's lots of answers that i could give you but the reality is is nobody knows the the true answer to this and i've talked loads about this in the past but nobody knows the true answer of where change comes with something like that because if they did no one would be doing it anymore because you just well actually capitalism had got its hand on it so you'd be able to get it for a couple of grand but there's no it doesn't matter how much money you spend yeah but you have to you have to look at what's wrong in the moment can i stop that and then as quickly as you can start moving towards where does this come from? How can I create stuff in my life? And by the way, you have to fill the space originally. You know, when I quit drinking, I filled it with 12 step fellowships. Mm. When I quit sugar, I had to, I couldn't just quit sugar. I had to also go, I'm gonna fucking start working really hard at the gym again and really put the effort in. So Mm. then my focus was like, more than just i'm just quitting it was i'm quitting to fill my life with with new yeah. stuff so i would say that's the, that's the sort of short form answer yeah um with you know i think you could do a whole podcast on it but i
0: i think we should and i i would sort of add one thing which is just something that i definitely have le- have been learning you know I once to have learned is is not to catastrophize the fall yeah right and like say you've been great for three days in your mind and then you have a fall and then you go oh shit! well i've i've ruined everything but actually just keep it in the day and start again yeah not catastrophizing it
1: yeah look i think that's what living in the day is living in the day is it doesn't matter what happened yesterday and in like recovery spaces they say every day is day one yeah you know so i'm 11 years into sobriety but all i've got is day one yeah like i'm not going to drink today yeah and like, life changes, don't get me wrong. I don't wake up in the morning and think I'm not going to drink today. Yeah. I don't, yeah. right? But when shit gets heavy, I go back to just doing the basics. Don't yeah. fucking drink today. Try not to mess up. Try not to act out. Yeah. So, and you can do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh. Um, Am I going to hit you with one question then, yeah?
0: One more, yeah.
1: Um, Let me just pick one out of the two. Okay, do you want me to do the last question or the second one? Can you remember the questions I gave you for homework? Just go with whatever your intuition tells you. Okay, I've just promo- I've just been promoted to a management role in charge of a medium-sized team. What words of advice do you have
0: for someone, for me? Don't become an asshole. Shit, so- man! <laughs> <laughs> I- Failed. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think people think, oh, right. Suddenly, I've got to manage people, so I've got to turn into this dictator, that's absolutely not what you need to do. You need to be yourself, but understand that you've got kind of new parameters, you've got responsibilities. I think um, like one of the things you need to really get clued into is what are, what are gonna be your values as a manager? What, what do you hold that's important? What can people come to expect from you? Um, you need to be consistent. You can't have like one set of rules for your mates and you know another set of rules for other people and uh, just don't be an arsehole. Have we got time?
1: Very yeah. quick question. How do you navigate the part of a ma- being a manager, Like, So I'm somebody who sort of has a tendency to get on with everybody. Do you have to stop being powy-powy with people when you become a manager?
0: I think there's, a, it, it, I'd love to say no, that you don't change, but inevitably you have to create a bit of distance. It's like, you know everyone at some point has had to transition from being a mate um, to being somebody that manages people. And it, I think you know it's kind of an often used trope, but like it's more important to be respected and trusted than to be liked. In when, as it comes to management, yeah, okay. we all want to be plan. liked, right? But I'd much rather be kind of respected and trusted and uh, and and consistent. And I think you know one of the things that we can, you can really help yourself with is dialing into your empathy and and compassion as superpowers. And if you don't have empathy and compassion, that comes naturally. Go and figure out how to find it because those two are the two superpowers that can help you manage any team and lead any team. Even if you're, even if you're not the strongest on the team, you may even be a weak link who's been prom- over-promoted. Just dial into those, and you'll go really far.
1: Yeah, love that, love that. But just to be clear, would I rather be uh, trusted and respected, or liked, liked every time I'm a fucking chronic people pleaser? <laughs> Anything to get people to like me, which is probably why I'm shit manager.
0: Well, I think you'd probably be all right at managing now same mate yeah i'm fucking manager of royal World. oh Bassett, you are and, you are and yeah, the nine girls, yeah. and i'm fucking good at it mate where's your empathy
1: and compassion <laughs> <laughs> great conversation man enjoyed this mate um i got us a couple of tickets to the cinema to oh, oh, brilliant. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you
0: can go good way yourself. to finish
1: mate until next week i've enjoyed this Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai.